Today's message is taken from the Palm Sunday narrative in Luke's account of Jesus' life. And it's the only one of the four Gospels that doesn't include branches of any kind. So it's Palm Sunday without the palms. But that doesn't matter too much. It's a message today that is for anyone who is feeling a bit unsettled. Anyone who's in need of a bit of good news. Today's message is for anyone with questions and concerns about the situation that they're in or our world is facing. I've just put four images on the screen to help us think about some things. Maybe you're feeling unsettled today because of different things. Uncertain about different things. Maybe medical or health. Maybe you're feeling the pressure financially. And the image of this couple looking at papers, bills with a calculator, and their body language is what you've actually been doing this week. Inflation rate rising at the fastest rate for 30 years, prices of food and fuel, um, the same amount that it takes to fill a whole tank. This time last year, um, sorry, full tank of petrol. Um, this time last year, you could have done two tanks. Maybe you're feeling unsettled or uncertain about how you're going to pay for things, or someone in your family is facing that uncertainty. Maybe the way things are being led, not just nationally, but locally, or even in the church, they, they cause you concern and you don't know how things will work out. And then the situation in Ukraine, whether that's causing you to feel unsettled or uncertain about things. Today's message is a message of hope, a message that I believe God wants to bring peace to our hearts and our heads, to bring some settling where people are feeling unsettled. And if you are listening today, either in the room or online, and you're thinking, well, I'm not unsettled, then probably you know someone who is. Take some notes, share it with them. The Palm Sunday narrative from Luke's Gospel is a message for each of us, both to take on board and be uh, challenged and changed and encouraged and blessed by God, but also to be stirred up to share it with others. And we're looking at Luke chapter 19. If you want to find it in uh, your Bibles, um, it's Luke chapter 19. The, the number nine, 19, the first number means chapter, and then the verse that we start at is verse 28. So find the small number in superscript. Um, and it's verse 28. If you are using an app, then just type in Luke 19, 28. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethphage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you. And as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there. That's a young donkey which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you why are you untying it, say the Lord needs it. 
Those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? They replied, the Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus and threw their cloaks on the colt and put Jesus on it. I just want to pause there. It would have been a wonderful scene. This donkey had never been ridden. And I don't know whether you've ever ridden a donkey that's never been ridden. I haven't, but I can imagine that it would have taken quite a few disciples to hold the donkey still. And maybe the weight of the coats was to help kind of help keep it regulated. And then they lifted Jesus onto it. Sometimes we glance over the, the normality of, of a verse and what was going on. They threw their cloaks on the colt and put Jesus on it. As he went along, um, people spread their cloaks on the roads. When they came near the place, thank you, um, when they came near the place where the road goes down to the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. As I said, this is the only Palm Sunday narrative in each of the four Gospels that doesn't include branches or palms. But we're looking at it today. And there are some things in the absence that Luke, as he spoke to eyewitnesses on that day, to get what happens, that Luke includes that Matthew, Mark, and John don't include. You might think, well, what's, why is he saying about palm branches and the detail of that? It doesn't matter. It doesn't. But what does matter is that in this account, and a message for us to all here today, is that the detail matters to Jesus. Sorry, I'm just going to skip through. Jesus knows the detail. He knows what you are facing and what lays ahead. He knew that there was a cult tied up somewhere in the village, well, near the entrance of the village. He knew that the disciples would find it there. And he knew that the people who owned the cult would be persuaded to release the cult to the disciples by simply saying the Lord needs it. Now, if you are a Star Wars fan, you might be thinking, it's like a Jedi mind trick. These are not the droids you're looking for. It's not a Jedi mind trick. Jesus knew the phrase that would help persuade the, the owners to release the cult. We see earlier on in the, in the passage um, that Jesus has been in Jericho. If we just flip, flip over to the beginning of chapter 19, Jesus goes into Jericho. Now Jericho was 18 miles away about a two-day walk to Jerusalem. And in Jericho, we see that he meets a very little man. People, anyone know his name? If you know it, shout it out. 
Zacchaeus, that's good. Zacchaeus, the little man, tax collector, he was hiding in a tree because he wanted to see Jesus walking by. Now, the reason I go back to this story at the beginning of the chapter is because Jesus knew something about Zacchaeus. And it's important for us to remember this. Jesus knew somehow Zacchaeus was up a tree. The passage says he stops at the foot of the tree and looks up and says to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, come down, I'm coming to your house. Jesus knew the location and he knew the person. And he knew that that person was in that location and that person was in need of a meeting with, with Jesus that day. If Jesus knew that about Zacchaeus, then maybe he just knew that there would be a donkey and the entrance to the village. And he, maybe he just knew by God's kind of divine, um, well, I know Jesus is God, but the Holy Spirit just saying, yeah, just tell your disciples that the Lord needs it and, and that will be the password. Either Jesus knew through divine telling or he had gone ahead and said to some people in the village, hey, when I come to Jerusalem just on Palm Sunday, you know, it's, it's two Sundays time, um, when I come, could you just make sure the colt is tied up and the password will be the Lord needs it. Now, you may read this passage and think, Jesus just knew. God's Holy Spirit told him. He just knew. Or you might be thinking, Jesus arranged. He prepared. He, he had a password, codes kind of thing with the owners. Whichever one, Jesus knew the detail. And he was ready. He was prepared. And this morning... I believe a number of us need to know that the Lord Jesus, King Jesus, knows the detail. He knew the exact location of a donkey that would help him fulfill a prophecy that was given 550 years before. Jesus knew the detail. He knows the unsettling thoughts that you have the worries, the anxieties, the uncertainties, medical, financial, political, leadership-wise, whatever it is, he knows the detail. Personal testimony from November 2020, we were offered a car. Stephen John Gorkroger was given a car, and they said, we'd love to bless you with a car. It's like, wow, who does that? But we knew that it was going to be expensive to find, find well, difficult to find the money for the insurance, service, and MOT. So we said to, to, to Stephen Chen, can you give us a few days to work, work things out and pray about it? That was on the Wednesday. Um, on the Thursday morning, so later on on the Wednesday, Nikki worked out um, how much MOT, service, and, and insurance would cost for the year. On, on the Thursday, a friend got in touch and she said, look, I've been praying for you this morning and God has given me this amount to give to you. And the amount that she had been given matched the amount exactly that we needed to cover the insurance MOT and service for that year. God knows the detail. I wonder who needs to know that today. 
Jesus knew the detail of a donkey, and he got on it. Well, he was put on it. And then he goes in, and there's a lot of celebration. But ultimately, the King of Kings, Jesus, comes in peace. He comes riding on a donkey, not on a horse. In Luke 19, verse 35, we see him being placed on this donkey, and he rides. And in Zechariah 9, verse 9, a number of you would know the prophecy that is given 550 years before, which predicts that God's rescuer, God's king, his chosen one, would come not on a war horse, but will come humbly bringing peace, bringing rescue, and he'll come riding on a donkey. And Jesus comes riding on this donkey and the people shout, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. As Jacob shared with us earlier on from the Matthew account and the Mark account, they say the word Hosanna, which means save now. And the people are basically quoting from Psalm 118, verse 25 and 26. And in those verses, we see that the Lord rescues, the Lord saves. And there's a blessing for the one who comes in the name of the Lord. But then the verse goes on in verse 26 of Psalm 118. From, from the house of the Lord, we will bless you. So it isn't just bless the one who's coming from God's. But the one coming from God is coming with blessing. So Jesus riding on a donkey and and the people praising, blessed are you, Jesus, because you're coming in the name of the Lord. They're quoting the first half of Psalm 118 verse 26, which continues to describe how the one who's coming from God to bring uh, peace in heaven is actually declaring peace from heaven. Jesus the King comes in peace. People are shouting, save, rescue. You can save. You are going to save. You're going to rescue. Jesus comes in peace, riding on a donkey. We know in other passages of Scripture, like in 2 Corinthians 5.10, Jesus will come one day as a judge. On that day, he will come on a horse. And he will judge the living and the dead. We will all be held to account of what we do with our lives. It's not just, oh, I've lived a good life. I've done some things wrong. It's not about that, how we've responded to God and lived his way or not. Jesus will return as a judge. But in this passage, and between this passage and until he comes on that horse, He comes in peace. He comes in peace. And this passage is the beginning of Holy Week where he continues to come in peace. And ultimately on Good Friday we celebrate that he makes peace between heaven and earth. Some of you are thinking, well, why the door? The previous slide had a donkey. Why the door? Well, The series we've been going through on um, Sunday mornings at the 10.30 is called More Like Jesus. Not many of us have donkeys. 
So we can't go riding around this week on a donkey saying, peace to you from heaven. But we do have a door. And our neighbours have a door. Maybe you want to think of the door as an image of a door of your head or your heart where you are feeling unsettled. And you need to allow the truth of King Jesus coming in peace to get through the door, the barriers that you have put up. Allow Jesus to come and breathe his peace on you like he did for the disciples um, on the evening of his resurrection. Peace to you. My peace I give to you. Receive the Holy Spirit, he said. But maybe as well, you want to take this week as an opportunity to open a door or have a door open to you. To knock on a door or to ring the ring doorbell and then wave at the little camera and say, I come in peace. Not as an alien. But, but actually... To use the words of Luke 19, where Jesus, so Luke 10, where Jesus instructs his, his disciples to go to, to a house, to a village, and say, peace to you, peace from heaven to you, blessing to you. And if they receive that peace, you can share the kingdom of God is near to them. On Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, Thursday afternoon, if you want to join me on the street knocking on doors and having these kind of conversations, come and speak to me afterwards or send me an email or just turn up um, about 9.15, 9.30 on the mornings and then 1 o'clock uh, for the afternoon one on Thursday. And we will go door to door. We'll knock and we'll say, hi, we're from a local church. We're from Gold Hill Baptist Church. We just want to pray for you if there are things that, we want to, that you want us to pray for. We just want to share the peace and blessing of God. And people who may be expecting judgment from Christians or from God himself will hear a message of peace and blessing because Jesus comes in peace. I recognize, though, you may not be free on Tuesday morning or Thursday, or Thursday afternoon or Wednesday morning. Or you're frantically looking at your diary now and say, I'm definitely not free then. <laughs> I recognize door-to-door isn't for everyone. But you could give a hot cross bun to a neighbor. And just simply either buy some. You can buy hot cross buns with masala curry spice in, in the co-op. Blueberry-flavoured hot cross buns. Carrot cake hot cross buns. You can tell where I've been looking over the last few days. Bless someone that's near to you. Share the peace of Jesus this Easter by simply taking them some hot cross buns and saying, do you fancy eating them together? Or just offering them. You don't have to ask to come in. You would have heard maybe before, if you've been part of the church for a while, the, um, the word bless. Begin with prayer. Pray, Jesus, as I take these hot cross buns to my neighbor or friends, help me to be a blessing to them. Then listen. As you ring the doorbell or knock on the door, don't just listen for footsteps, but listen to their heart, listen to their conversation. Listen to God as, as you are speaking to them. Eat with them. 
This is one of my favorite ones. Quite often, if you turn up at a neighbor, they may say, do you want to come in for a cuppa? Eat with them, talk with them, listen to them, serve them in different ways. Maybe during that conversation, they share something that you know that you or someone that you know could help with them. And then share story. Bless them. B, begin with prayer. L, listen. E, eat with them. S, serve them. S, share story. Jesus comes in peace. Who are you going to go to to share that this Easter week? Jesus knows the detail. He comes in peace. And he encourages us to share that peace. And Jesus is passionate to restore. Now, the, the rest of the passage that I didn't read, I'm going to um, read now. And it's from Luke 19, verse 41 to 44. And there are some strange things in this bit. It continues with um, some of the Pharisees in the crowd saying, Jesus or teacher, rebuke your disciples. And Jesus says, I'll tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, even the stones will cry out. As Jesus approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, if you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in from every side. They will dash you on the ground and you and your children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on on another because you didn't recognize the time of God's coming to you. When Jesus entered the temple courts, he began to drive out those who were selling. It is written, he said to them, my house will be a house of prayer, but you've made it a den of robbers. Every day he was teaching at the temple, but the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the leaders among the people were trying to kill him. Yet they could not find any way to do it because all the people hung on his every words. The people, the crowd, were shouting praise and and save now. God bless you, Jesus. And I love Jesus' response to the teachers when they say, stop stop the crowd from saying this. Even the stones will cry out if I try to stop them. Because creation recognizes who God is and what he's come to do. And then we get this passage where Jesus comes towards Jerusalem and and approaches the city and weeps over it. Jesus knew who he was. He knew his purpose And it's being increasingly revealed and more and more people are realizing who he is. God's chosen king. He will make things right. He is the one that will bring peace. Yet he recognized that a whole city didn't recognize who was coming. A city didn't recognize. And we see something beautiful of the heart of Jesus. And he breaks down after all of the celebration and he breaks down and weeps, it doesn't just say he said or he shed a tear. He weeps over the city of Jerusalem. If only you knew and if only you recognized who's coming. If only you had your eyes open. If only you knew who could bring you peace in this situation. 
If only you, you knew how close God was to you, then you would have turned and believed. And then he prophesies about something that will happen about 25 to 30 years later. Sorry, 35 to 40 years later with the destruction of Jerusalem and, and the temple. I don't have um, time to comment more fully on those verses. We can talk about them another time. I want us to think about what he does in the temple because he comes to um, bring peace. He knows the detail and he's passionate to restore. He restores the place of God for people to meet with God. He makes a way. And his focus, not just in Holy Week, but ever since Luke chapter 9, verse 51, his focus has been resolutely towards Jerusalem and the cross. Luke chapter 9, verse 51 says that Jesus turns resolutely and sets out for, uh, towards Jerusalem. He's going to his death. He knows what's going to happen there. And he goes because he's passionate to restore people back to God. Carol came two weeks before lockdown to hope. Am I allowed? I'm an atheist. Hope Community Church existed to help people find their way back to God. And today, we celebrate that someone has found their way back to God. And it took not just one person to help but a number of others that have just journeyed with Carol and prayed for her. We as a church exist to help people find their way back to God. Why? Because we want to be more like Jesus and we're passionate to restore people back to God. We will clear a room, clear a building like he did so that people can find their way back to God. We're doing that next Sunday afternoon with the bouncy things. How can people find their way back to God through a bouncy castle? Through having a conversation over a cuppa having a chat about Jesus, about life, and blessing them over that meal, over that time of the meal with hot cross buns and tea. People in our village are going to a lost eternity. But that's in the future. Currently, people in our village behind doors are in need of a message of peace and a message of restoration. Jesus comes to restore us to God and invites us to do the same. And then there's this phrase that, as I was reading it, kept on coming up. The Lord needs it. What's he talking about? It's the, the kind of code words about the donkey to be released. And I want to just end with these words. I said earlier on that this message this morning is a message for those who are unsettled, those who feel uncertainty, who are feeling the worry and the pressure of different things, financial, medical, um, political, or leadership-wise, the situation in Ukraine, things that unsettle us. The message from God this morning is that we have a king. His name is Jesus He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords and he comes to bring restoration, to bring peace and he knows the detail of what you are going through. The Lord needs you to give him the things that are unsettling you. 
name it before him. He asks you this morning to say, God, this is how I'm feeling about this. Give it to him. If it's your finances, give him your finances. Not kind of, here we go, God. Say, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know where the money is going to come from. I'm giving, them to, giving it to you. Please help. If it's a medical situation, a, a thing that just you're not certain about, just makes you feel unsettled, give him that. And allow King Jesus to bring peace into that situation. It might be this morning that you're not feeling unsettled, but you know someone who is, who is unsettled. And what does this verse uh, mean for us? Well, it means even if you've just got 10 minutes this week, the Lord needs those 10 minutes to be a messenger, for you to be a messenger of peace and blessing to someone. We read in verse 37 that a whole crowd who are so excited about Jesus and all that God has done through the miracles and, and, and everything else that Jesus is doing, they, they sing and shout praise to him. I wonder what a whole crowd of Jesus followers could do, not just through singing as they gather together, but as they go, as messengers of blessing and peace, to share a hot cross bun with someone this week, or to knock on a door, or to make a coffee, or or bring a coffee to a colleague, and just say, I just wanted to, to bless you. I wonder what would happen when a whole room of Jesus followers, or people who were exploring him, did that this week. I want us to pray for those two groups of people, those who are feeling unsettled and those who are just going to try and give Jesus maybe 10 minutes to be used as a messenger of blessing this week. And then there's one other group that I want us to pray through as well. Lord God, help us to give you our burdens and the things that are unsettling us. Thank you that you know the detail. King Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords, creator, God, mighty Saviour, thank you that you know the detail and that you come in peace and you're passionate to restore. Give us your peace through the truth of your word and the presence of your spirit. And as we give you our time to be messengers of peace and blessing this holy week, help us to bless others. Give us boldness to proclaim your words. And give us opportunity with people. Amen.